Of the angry, 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 it's the angry deeper of the angry, 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 it's the angry deeper of the angry, 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 it's the angry deeper of the angry, 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 it's the angry deeper of the angry divas radio show on Love Talk Radio. So what you gonna do? It's the angry divas radio show with Triple Dark Goddess as the host. Airing live weekdays on Love Talk Radio at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out our website. That's www.angrydivas.com. This has been another Big House production. The Angry Divas. It's the angry diva of the angry, angry, angry. It's the angry. You're damn right. All right, everybody. Let's go ahead on and get the show started. Welcome and peace be unto you. It is Taboo Tuesday on the Angry Divas Radio Show. I am your host with the most, the diva of fire, also known as that triple dot goddess. Yes. And today we are talking about the mother womb on this Taboo Tuesday. We are going to talk about the way that rape impacts motherhood and the curse of forgiveness. Now, I have to go in and fix the title to the show because it's like too many words and it wasn't enough space to get everything in there. So it looks a little fucked up. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it. I swear to God, I'm going to fix it. But we're going to deal with the topic anyway, whether it looks fucked up or not. Let me bring in my co-host. This sister is powerful. And I got to tell you, I'm really glad for um, this new partnership between Angry Divas and Mammy No More. And um, I had a very enlightening conversation with the sister who runs the page, Mammy No More. And as we were sharing and building, just, you know, talking about our own different experiences as women, um, and the kind of things that we wanted to talk about, I said, girl, first of all, we're not doing no long show because I know I don't like listening to a long show. Let's do a couple of shows. Let's see how many we come up with. So we wrote down all the things that we wanted to talk about, and child, we ended up with six shows. So today we're going to start out sharing and talking a little bit about our own mother's stories, 
And, um, you know, I could tell y'all right now off rip, even before I bring the sister in, my mother kind of never had a chance. And um, I've been debating whether or not to share her story because, you know, I kind of feel, I don't know, I felt weird about it because it's my story, but it's her story, but it's our story. And um, I'm going to go ahead and share it because I know I'm not the only sister out there whose mother was violated as a young girl and who then grew up to be a woman who never had that address never had it validated, never had it healed, never had anyone even say that it mattered that it happened to her. She just had to kind of so-called get over it and move through life and what impact that ended up having on her as a mother to young children, to young girl children. So we're going to talk about that. And it's my honor to bring in the sister, the divine Cree wisdom in the house. Let's go ahead on and get the line open here. Welcome, Cree. Thank you, sis. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to do this. Oh, my God, right? Two creatrix bitches on the line. Y'all ain't ready for this. Um, Y'all ain't excited. (laughs) Y'all ain't ready. They don't know. They don't know. Um, I'm excited about it because um, it's just going to be so much healing and freedom to come from this. Um, I'm proud of the work we've been doing so far. We have a group on Facebook. It's called Healing the Mother Wound. And although it's like it's a private group, you can't see the post, but you can find us if you look up Healing the Mother Wound. I only ask that whosoever will let her come, but let her come really ready to do the work and to really foster sisterhood. Or let her stay her ass, which she is. Thank you very much. If you're not ready, that's fine, but do not come mucking up the words for anybody else. Um, But we have this wonderful group, and it's just it's powerful. There are so many. Do y'all understand? Let me tell y'all a little secret. Octavia Butler's best friend is in our group. Enough said. Next. Let me tell you people something about the power of the group that we have here. Yeah, seriously. Octavia Butler, the black oracle scribe, the divine black oracle scribe, one of the greatest of our time and of all time, her very best friend in the world. It's in our group, and it's feeding us gnosis, and it's sharing experiences with us and helping us to walk through these gates. And I'm telling you, the kind of sisters who have come forward and stepped into this, um, I didn't even envision this happening. I just I just felt something really strong. I connected with another intuitive, and I said, let's just make it do what it do. And what it's transformed into is something, I don't know what to say. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. <laughs> amazed by what I see happening the kind of support. You know, like, I don't know the answer, so somebody else must. You know, like, just the, the playfulness, you know, um, the candidness, just to just come right out with it. You know, it's just oh, it's wonderful to watch it, and all of it is positive, um, even yes. though we're talking about the negative. You know, it's all for the purpose of building and healing and getting rid of the shit that don't serve us. So if you're interested in that kind of work, like I said, we welcome whosoever will and let her come. But if you're not, please continue to sit where you are, and maybe one day when you're ready, you step forward. <laughs> Ain't nobody dragging, nobody kicking and screaming to, floor, to freedom and glory. Nobody's doing it. So anyhow, the topic we're going to discuss, I don't know, Cree, do you want to go first or should I? <clears throat> you know what? I'll go first while I still have my voice, y'all. I got a cold. Let's let you do that. Yesterday, I didn't know I was going to be able to do the show. So I do sound a little off, but I'm going to go ahead and get it out there. I want to talk about my mother's story. I've never talked to anybody about it because, you know, like you said, you were feeling like, oh, I don't know if I want to tell anybody this. You know, if my mom found out I was doing this and talking to people, it would probably hurt her. 
but I don't think they're exactly to find out unless I got some snooping ass family members on here. But <clears throat> other than that, I don't care. I honestly feel like there is a bigger picture. This is also for my healing. Her story has became my story, so <clears throat> I got to go there. So um, I want to talk about um, how my mother. Um, my mother was one of nine children. There were basically like seven girls, two boys. Well, anyway, um, large family. My grandmother was kind of uh, married on and off, married single. Um, she worked all the time. Like my my grandma was just always out there getting that work in. Um, doing. She was also mentoring lots of other people too. So my mom was one of the was one of the darkest in the family. She was always picked on. She was always insulted for the color of her skin and she was also repetitively raped over and over and over and she never got a chance to heal from that. Um she never got a chance to heal from it. Uh when she talks about those things she you know, like most older women who are indoctrinated into Christianity She's just, yeah, well, God helped me through it. And and when you look at the way her life looks now and how she's treated her children and just who she is now, you know that she's not healed. But that is that is what a lot of black women do. You know, we hide behind Jesus, and that's what she's done. So she was, like I said, she was raped repetitively. And in turn, because of that lack of healing, I feel that me and my siblings were robbed from a childhood. What happens when you are raped repetitively and never heal, you end up taking on the energy of your rapist. You you define power. You want power in some kind of way, and the way you get that is by hurting people and trying to control people. So we were abused a great deal to the point where people were thinking about calling CPS on her. She's lost mm-hmm. her mind a few times. She had a few nervous mm-hmm. breakdowns. I remember some. I remember a little bit of some of her nervous breakdowns. One of them, she was riding around in the car, going to everybody's house, telling people that it's the end of the world and we need to get right with God. And you know, it was just people you ain't you ain't seen in years. She was she lost her mind. She started um, wanting us to eat stuff from out of the Bible, or uh, whatever resembled Bible biblical food or what she thought was biblical food. She tried to do that. She beat the hell out of us. She called me and my sister bitches and whatever, and I realized that there was a difference in treatment for my brother. She coddled him a whole lot <clears throat> because of when you're raped and you and you you want men to validate you, you end up just letting your son get away with everything, and yeah, that's that what she happen. did. She would, she, it was like we were, she would kind of pin us against each other at times, where it can be something as simple as we want our brother to go clean up his hair off of the floor. Y'all bitches need to get out of his face and leave him alone. And, you know, it was just horrible. And like I said, I feel like we were robbed of a childhood because she always put him or men before us, and she beat the hell out of us. And I always felt like I had nobody to go to. My sister was more of a mother to me. I felt like if I can talk about anything, it would be with my sister because I know my sister was not going to hurt me. So it, it seems to be like a cycle, a cycle of black women having to just, you know, get over their pain real fast 
and mm-hmm. you move on with life. And what happens is later on in life, it ends up biting you right there in the ass. Uh, for my mother, she's dealing with a lot of um, health problems, some that I feel she really could get rid of if she made an effort. But I know that it's a lot deeper than, you know, what you eat and whether you exercise and all that. Uh, yeah, me, that's part of it, but you're right. There's more. There's more. Yeah, way more. Yeah. I end up with uh, fibromyalgia back when I was what? I started getting symptoms around 19. I didn't really get um, a diagnosis until 2012. And here it is, 2016. I'll be 27 in July. And I am still dealing with it. I've healed so many different parts of it, and I've come to the conclusion that it is bigger than my diet and herbs and supplements and chiropractic care. And I realized that it was the mother wound. Now, I'm not afraid of passing on this horrible generational curse to my son because I'm aware of it. However, if I wanted to get on with my life, I know that I have to get rid of this mother wound. But, however, as you can see, my mother, she's still not healed. She's still, you know, she's made poor choices in men. She, she's very hopeless. She still has her hope in some savior. She's a very negative, manipulative person. So if she can go well into her 50s and still be like that, and that is a result of the mother wound. Her mother uh, was not abusive to her. However, she was because my mother was abused and raped repetitively, she ended up passing it down to me and my sister. And me and my sister have a lot of uh, similarities. I don't want to talk about her. Um, and then my brother, I want to talk about my brother. Um, the result, um, as a result of his constant coddling, he's now in prison, and he went to prison at around age 19. Oh, now, it was I would say with his particular case, it was self-defense. However, his lifestyle kind of led him there. He was 19, so I still see that as a child. You know, he was misled. He did not have positive male figures. He also didn't have a positive female figures besides me and my sister. And my mom had him brainwashed to think that we were just evil sisters, you know, because my my sister saw the lifestyle he was in. She would, she, he would beg her for a ride to the hood so he can go try to sell drugs. She's like, no, I'll give you a ride to a job interview. But no, I'm not giving you no ride mm-hmm. to the walk. So he saw, yeah, you're always so mom, evil as a woman when you don't support the fuck shit in the men. I noticed that. Exactly. You are always evil as a woman or bitter or fucked up or whatever when mm-hmm. you are the one who actually dares him to be greater. Yeah. Notice that. All the women who are challenging the men to be more, who are requiring them to stand up and be greater than even they thought they could be. We are the bitches. We are the evil ones. We're the bitter ones. We're the man haters. Yeah. Because we fucking believe that they can be better. We're the ones who are evil and fucked up. Look at that. It's so ass backwards to me. I never understand it because me and my sister saw See, we even still see so much in my brother. Even as he's locked up, he is still an entrepreneur in his mind. That's all he was ever after was money. But because he was not shown the way, then he had, I'm not going to blame my mother completely for him. However, she played a big role because she condoned a lot of the things that he did. And, oh, he's just a boy, and y'all leave him alone. And, you know, just because women who treat their sons like their boyfriends and shit like that, these women are sick in the head. They really think that something mm-hmm. great is going to come from them 
treating their son like their boyfriend because they are they are desperately seeking some type of validation. And she would say things to him like, you're the only one who loved me. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, so, wow. my, he, my brother God. was so brainwashed. He, he, he didn't get to see all of the evil things my mom did until he was behind the prison cell. She would always go up there playing. She was just like, Y'all, you know your sister's doing this. She's always doing that. She'll be on the phone with family members telling people how evil and disrespectful we are, but she never tells her side. She never tells <laughs> well, she what does. she does. So now my, <laughs> now my brother, and I believe, and that's why I say I believe everything happened for a reason. My brother needed to go to prison. So had he not, my mom would have still ruined him, you know, because he wasn't thinking for himself. He actually right. got to a point where he he's thinking for himself now. He's red, mm-hmm. and he's still he's still kind of messed up. But <laughs> you know he's grown a lot. I can he might have a fighting chance a now because he got away from her clutches. I'm listening exactly. to this, and I hear yes. so much of my mother. I I hear so, and I'm sure we all do and can. But the difference is, I always, whenever my mother would come, and be like, "You're gonna have a little brother or sister." I would go and talk to my grandmother and be like, "Please let it be a girl." Grandmammy, she can't have no son. She can't never. I think I was a year and a half when she got pregnant with my sister. And, you know, came to me, you're going to have a little baby sister or brother. And I went immediately to Grandmama in prayer. Grandmama, please let it be a girl. And she can never have a boy. I knew it immediately. And I didn't Mm. understand that. Even then, of course, how the fuck? I just knew, please let it be a girl, right? And as I grew... And she had more and more than four of us total, and I'm the eldest of all. And she, by the time we got to the last two, I was like, oh, gosh, she can't never have a son. I remember after she had the last sister, um, the last sister was maybe about 9, 10, 11, something like that, and mother was late on her cycle. She's like, I might be pregnant. Mm. And I said, oh, my goodness. She goes, I hope this is finally my boy. And at that age, I was a teenager, right, so I knew what I knew then. Now that she can't never have a son, I would have to kill him. The little fucking <laughs> bastard would never do no wrong. We would be his slaves. This sorry ass, no. She can never be the kind of woman who has a son. Some women can have sons and turn out men who are powerful and wonderful and who know their right position and who don't go around dicking women down and playing games. And some women cannot. And that's another part exactly. of the conversation I don't think that we have. I knew my mother could not mother a son properly. She'd fuck, turn out a fucked up man, and we'd all have to contend with it. Mm-hmm. I knew that. So I've always, always, always been prayerful that it was never a boy because I knew. I just knew. I could see it. When we started dating, Chris, check this shit out, right? This is how bad my mama was, like, sold out for the dick. When we started dating, every little boy that showed interest became her son. Oh, Lord, no. This is what the curse of rape actually ends up doing to us as women. And you go one of two ways. You end up completely sacrificing yourself and not ever seeing yourself as having any value at all outside of whatever attachment you have to a man. So as a mother of a son or as a wife or, you know, something to that effect. There has to be some way that you're validated um, according mm. to the system, as a woman by a man. And then some of us go the other way, and we're me, where it's like, fuck that, sovereignty till we die. We ride and we die. You know, the sovereignty <laughs> of my life. Fuck everything else. You know what I mean? Um, and and I, think, I think even that is like a product of um, 
you know, watching our mothers be wounded. But I feel, yeah. and this is this is me telling my story, of course, right? And I am the author of my story. You are the author of your story. All of you are the authors of your own story. And we can only tell our own story from our own lens. But I mm-hmm. feel like it's made me a better woman to, I'm kind of glad in a way to have witnessed I'm not saying I'm glad for the abuse and the fuck shit. I'm not saying that at all because we had to do a lot of work to do that shit. So I'm not saying oh, that. Oh, yes. But, <laughs> okay, but I am saying I'm glad that I got to see um, a lot of my mother's brokenness. Like when we were little, I thought she was just me, but we were in elementary school because we could never go to sleepovers. You know how it is. Okay, especially being a little kid in the 90s, everything was like slumber parties and, you know, braiding hair and nail polish and shit, and it was all cute. And we could never go anywhere. And I was like, you're just me. You don't want us to have no fun and no friends. And she sat me down and she said, when I was seven, I went to my friend's house for a slumber party. And when I woke up, my panties were down around my knees and her brother was laying at my side. Oh, my gosh. My mom put us through the same thing, and we're grateful for it. She never let us spend a night in anybody's house. Ever. Nobody's house. <laughs> She would let us have slumber parties eventually. Mm-hmm. She would like, take my father out like, she was like, nigga, you got to go because I'm having a little girl here. Fuck that, you know? <laughs> and he he wouldn't care. He wouldn't want nothing to do with it because my father was not like that. My father used to cry whenever she was I don't think boys men should ever have to touch no little girl and wash her. This shit is not right. It should never be done. <laughs> he would hate that shit, okay? <laughs> that, was, that was not my father at all. He was happy to leave the house. But she eventually oh, yeah. would let us to have sleepovers, but she would never let us go nowhere. And then when she told me that, I understood why. But when she told me the story, you know, like, okay, so after that shit happened, she told everybody, and they told her she had a bad dream. His parents and her parents. Wow. Told her she just had a bad dream and remembered wrong. Oh, really? Remembered wrong. So a couple wrong. of years, remembered wrong. Look, at, look this mm. is the shit that's been done to our mother. Hmm. You might not even know your mama's story, all the shit that's been done to fuck her up. We just know she mm-hmm. was fucked up, you know. But when you yeah. look at the why and what made her this way, you have to understand how deeply rooted this is and how many centuries and centuries and centuries of pain and trauma have been passed down in the DNA to culminate in her or yeah. to culminate in you right now where you are even. That's really what this thing is all about. So after he did that, a couple of weeks later or something, he went up a light pole trying to collect copper or some shit, and ended up getting electrocuted and died. And when she told me mm. that, she looked sad. Like, like I was like, okay, good. He fucking deserved that. You know? I'm seven <laughs> yeah, years I'm over old. Like, thinking, he deserved look at that. God. <laughs> like, look at God. Exactly, okay? I'm seven years old. Like, yeah, he deserved that. That's what he gets. But she was remorseful. Wow. You know? Like, That's... guilty. This is what the curse of rape does you begin to feel guilty for what happened to you because you feel like you're the fault or something's wrong with you. You take oh. it on and internalize it. So even when the fuck gets his just dessert, you still might feel guilty about it. Hmm. Even when you get your justice served, even when your curse is enacted, whatever it is, however it makes itself manifest, because you know I'm on that dark shit, you feel guilty about it. Hmm. That's what it does to us Where we become The sacrifice and we bear the burden And they get to walk around scot fucking free Even in death She's the one carrying his burden of The guilt Not him 
the reversals and the kind of indoctrination and mental assault, psychological warfare that has been enacted and performed against our mothers and our mothers, 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 mothers. It is heinous. And what I'm challenging everyone to do, it it does become the norm. I want to challenge everybody, and then I'm going to give up the mic, and I'm going to open the line. I want to challenge everybody who's listening, say that it stops with me. It stops with me. That's it. It stops with me. I said that at 16 years old, and I set myself on a path to here we are right now. It stops with me. Kree, your mic is open, and I'm going to open up our sister, 248302. Your mic is open. Did you want to weigh in on the topic? Give us a name, something to call you by. You don't got to give us your government. Ain't nobody business. But give us something <laughs> to call you by. <laughs> and I'll okay. weigh in on this topic with me. My name's Denise. All right, Denise. Hey, Denise. <laughs> Hi. Um, so definitely I want to weigh in on it. Um, like I said, right now my um, relationships with my parents is really complicated, and I'm realizing uh, why that is. I'm just on a journey of understanding trauma um, and how it impacted myself. And I have a younger brother. So first off, Growing up, I knew my mother had um, mental health issues, and she made her misery very clear and her brokenness very clear to me. And so, of course, as a kid, that's going to affect your mind because it's like, why aren't you happy? Um, Mm -hmm. Just nothing makes her happy. And um, she doesn't have her life together. She's you know, been pretty unstable. So my parents um, were teenage parents. So, of course, that comes with its own issues because they're just so young. Uh, So my mom was 17 uh, when she had me. She was uh, her after her senior year of high school. And so um, it's just like, um, I don't know, just very, very complicated. She ended up back home in our hometown of Illinois. She's not working. Uh, there was infidelity, like, in my parents' marriage or whatever. So, like, currently she's with the other guy or whatever um, and just not doing anything. She doesn't try to really keep a relationship with me or my brother. Um, I'm actually in my hometown right now as we speak, like, where my mother lives, and I haven't let her know that I'm here, and I don't know if I'm going to. Um, I understand. And so, yeah, so basically I realized I just need distance from her. Um, but these past few months, currently I live with my father. And so now a lot of my father's issues are coming to the forefront. He's controlling. He's um, He just has a mean streak. And for whatever reason, I've been the target of his anger uh, these past few months. And so um, I'm kind of like looking at him and it's just like, okay, what went wrong? With you, and I know definitely there was some childhood trauma issues there. So pretty much, I'm realizing I've been dealing with some toxic people, um, and so just at this point, I guess I'm just like, should I even bother trying to keep a relationship with either one of you? Really, like I said, right now I live with my father, 
but 2016, I want to get out of his place and get my own. Um, I agree with that. Um, off rip, just to answer your question, first and foremost, yes, um, and, and I was actually, as you were talking, I was just putting that energy out there that you would swiftly and safely find another place, a place where you can be at peace and that can be your sanctuary um, because you need that. Right. To answer your um, question, your other question, um, both Korea and I can touch on this because we both have two different perspectives, so you can get it from two different areas. I do not talk to my family anymore. There are two people who I talk to, and neither one of them are blood relatives. They're like play aunties, you know what I mean? So they're always mm-hmm. going to be all right by me. But I have completely cut off my family. That was necessary for me because at the time, I was transitioning from being everybody's scapegoat and um, sister sledge, you know, always fucking putting out fires and saving everybody and, and paying out this. And my rent is late and the baby daddy bill ain't come through and all kinds of shit like that, you know. And I was trying yeah. to get these people to stand up on their own, but I had spoiled them. 25 years of me doing everything, 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 everything. How do you change that? This is a spoiled child now. If we can just think of it that way. Dealing with a spoiled child here because you have enabled and enabled and bowed down and submitted your will and submitted your will because part of it is it's your parents, right? Now, for me, I added also the the compound interest of three sisters and their children. Um, And so for me, it was less one clean sweep. I needed everybody to be understanding so that I could deal with the rape trauma I had to process. Couldn't get it. People lost their minds that I even was talking about it. And so I said, all right, I love me and I love y'all, but I love y'all over there. Yeah. Because I'm about to lose my fucking mind trying to deal with you people and all of the weight of this trauma, too. I can't do both. So you got to go. Because y'all going to be all right over there with each other. Mm-hmm. Hand clap for me. And I'm going to be okay putting my pieces back together. So that's what I did. Um, and it was best for me with my mother because I, one of the last conversations we had, and everything blew up. It was an interesting way everything blew up. And I've talked about this on the show before. I think we have another call. I'm going to open your mic in just a second, honey. But um, everything blew up between me and my mom over my first business. She was the financial whatever the fuck um, of my business, right? She handled all the finances. And then we had a falling out because she had some boyfriend. It was weird. The story is so stupid. This is just dumb. The dude was dating her friend, (laughs) but he's talking about he had interest in her. These people are 50 years old. Right? He's dating her friend, but he got a little interest in her. And she's flattered that somebody got an interest in her, so she's going to talk to him. For me, that was traumatizing. And here's why. Now, I've dealt with it since then. But at the time, the shit was raw. That's how I came into the world. She was best friends with my daddy's wife. So it was like, man, 25 years later, you ain't learned nothing. You know, I was very upset with her and disappointed in judging her. I'm going to be honest. I judged the fuck out of her. And, you know, put her in such a low light and, and just, you know, I was just so disrespectful and just disgusted. I'm going to be real. That's exactly what it was. And I, I just didn't want nothing to do with it. So when I, when they were together, it was family. But when he was involved, <clears throat> I didn't want no parts of it. And she got upset about it because I didn't want to come over and have family dinners and shit with him. So he called me and said some old fuck shit on my phone. I cussed him the fuck out. I told him, you have no right to even speak to me. You're not my father. You're not in my family. You were the, and that's the other thing. He was my driver. There's a whole lot of layers to this. That's why I was pissed. He was my damn driver, and I fired him, right? This is how he even came into our life. So <laughs> it was a whole hot mess, and I didn't like any of it. You know, I was very emotional about it at the time. I don't feel any kind of way about it now. 
Um, but I was very, very upset and pissed about it at the time. And I was just I just didn't want any part of it. And so I just asked her to give me back the record for my business. And he told her to destroy it. And she did. Mm-hmm. Then she told me she was gonna take me to court if I said had no Harry about it further. Right? And I went mm-hmm. the fuck off. I said, You know what, this motherfucker, he gotta die. How fucking <laughs> dare you come between me and my mother. We already are trying to build from a fractured relationship and a whole lot of confusion and pain. And you go, what? I lost it. Lost it completely. Screamed and conjured up all kind of energy and power, and yet he did actually die. He did. And I don't talk to my mama because that's the kind of shit she does. She's always going to be her, and I love her over there. And one of the last things I said to her before we start talking is, Ma, I love you, but you got a lot of healing work you got to do. And I got a lot of fucking healing work I got to do. And neither one of us is good for each other like this. It's not healthy. It's not helping. We're always fighting. We never can see eye to eye. We can't even have a normal conversation. This is crazy. I can't do this. It's not healthy for me. It's not good for you. So I'm going to go my way. You go your way. Eat the fat. Drink the sweet. Do the work. Do the healing work. I'm going to do mine. Y'all, you would have thought I cussed out and called everything but a child of God. She went the fuck off on me. And I was like, you know what, see, this is what I'm dealing with. Nope, done. That's it. And that was the end. That's it. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing it. I've done normalized. dealt with my daddy with it. I dealt with her new nigga. I'm not doing this shit no more. Any woman that chooses a man over a woman cannot be a part of my life. And I stand on that to this day. I don't care who you are. Now, everybody listening understand, if I feel that way about my mama, you are not exempt. Okay. <laughs> we got another call line. Two one oh, six can I, two can seven I say eight. something to her for a minute? Yes, please. Go ahead and say something. By all means. I was going to tell you that it's it's okay to want distance from your parents. There are a lot of people who will guilt trip you, and you only get one set of parents and all that bullshit. Oh hell, it is okay. Let me tell you. Thank I got you. away. The way I was able to get away from my mom was going off to college. Now, I regret all that student loan, but I will say that college was my refuge, and I ended up um, with the father of my children. We were engaged to be married, and once I left him, I moved in with my sister. There's no way I could live under the same roof with my mom. That would mm-hmm. not work out. I would rather go to a homeless shelter because if I did live with her, my body yep. was going to be sick. So people make you sick mentally, physically, and you're not going to be able to have any peace if you stay around them. So if you can, go. Yeah. It is okay to go. Love them from a distance. Exactly. And you know what? Thanks. And they did guilt me on that. And I don't. that's why I keep telling you I don't feel no association. But you, I had to war for it because I heard all of that. Well, she's your mother. You only got mm-hmm. one. And I went off. It was actually it was my godmother. Ooh, and I love her to death. I'd kill for her. But she said that to me, and I said, Auntie. I never forgot. She is the one who needs to remember that she is the mother, and I am the daughter. And stop always trying to play little girl to me. And that's also another part of the mother wound. In our group, we shared the article. Um, we don't have a whole lot of time to go over it on the show, but we shared the article from um, Bethany Webster, I think her name is, from Womb of Light. And we talked about this mm-hmm. on the show, and we did it like two years ago, the mother wound part one through three. Um, but this is a part of it where we become over-parentified daughters and our mothers are constantly doing shit to try and make herself be the center of attention or the victim or whatever whenever something goes wrong. 
So because that's the constant setup, I'm not going to feed that cycle because I know what it does to the little girl in me. Because along with all of this was a whole lot of abuse, a whole lot of verbal abuse, physical fucking abuse, financial abuse, and on and on. And I'm not going to feed that. I choose better for myself. And anybody, I don't care who they are, that cannot help you get there or isn't, isn't interested or invested in that for you. They don't deserve to be a part of your life. Mm-hmm. And we have to get over this idea that just because they're mother and father that they belong in our life, I cut my father out too because he likes to and run the shit fake, between me and my mother. Forgiveness. The fake forgiveness fake is a problem. But you're still you're broken not. and you're still hurting and you got no peace or you're sick. 60 seconds mm-hmm. before we go into overtime, we'll carry it a little bit over into overtime. If you wanted to hear the rest, call in 347-826-9930. Um, the number again, 347-826-9930, and press 1 so that you can be in the call queue. We have call it 216-278 because I'm like, I, I try to mute myself because y'all know I'm verbose. 216-278, welcome to the show. Please weigh in on the topic. Hi. Hi, can y'all hear Hi. me? Yes. Hi, this is Diva Phoenix. Um. Oh, my I just y'all is Diva Phoenix in the house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Diva. Hello, hello. How are you, Cree? I I just want to thank y'all both for you know sharing your stories about your mother wounds, and I just as I'm listening, you know, again as Diva said, I'm hearing so much of my mother in these stories, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just as you said, so layered and so nuanced, and there's just so much that has happened that you know that is still happening, and I, I just. It makes me think about how much I've forgotten. Like, I literally have, like, memory issues from the shit that I went through growing up. So there's so much that has happened that I know I've forgotten about. And, you know, I'm getting to a place where I'm trying to start working through some of this trauma just because I know that it's had an impact on me. And I just want to be able to just move forward and do great things with my life. But, you know, again, I'm still carrying so much shit. And I'm sorry, it's just I'm just trying to find the no. right way to describe it. Like, I've become it's so okay. numb to just everything. It's okay. Like, just, I'm so forgetful and numb and just. I want to wow, address a couple I, I of things in that, that sis, if you, if you don't mind. So, because I'm hearing oh, the overwhelm. Absolutely. And you you know you're on the line with nothing but impasse, so we can all but hear your thoughts, right, and say them for you. Yeah. So. <laughs> it is heavy over here. First, it's heavy as hell. First things first, you might be doing too much on your own. And it's okay to outsource help. I had to tell myself that. Y'all know Diva Nation is run by one bitch, and that is me, right? So I had to tell myself, I have help. It's okay to do that. You cannot do it all on your own. You've been doing it, and you're tired, and then you're getting sick. You can't have that. You know, you don't don't have creative energy. I have to outsource my help. So find ways to do that. Think creatively outside the box. You know, the first solution you come up with, understand that that's always the one that that entails the most work, typically for us workers. The first thought is the one that takes the most work. By the time you get to about the sixth iteration of your thought, it's so easy, you're wondering why you tried number one. So give yourself the opportunity to do that and try writing things down, making lists, and prioritize. And don't get overwhelmed by the list either. You might have a list of 20 things, but put stars next to the three most important and knock them out one at a time. Give yourself a, a way to organize some of it. I had to do that because I was getting overwhelmed. And I called my mentor, like, oh, God, what do I do? And she said, you're off your schedule. Get back on your flow and stop this bullshit. So that's all you got to do. You're off your schedule, and you have to find a way to schedule what you must do so that while you're doing this healing work, too, it's not overwhelming and inundating. 
that means you need to be taking self-care time, time for meditating. And sometimes meditating is not about clearing your thoughts. It's about paying attention to which ones pop up and asking yourself why. That's why we have these thoughts. Everybody thinks, clear your mind. No, fuck that. You're supposed to be listening finally to yourself. How often do you listen to yourself? I'm guaranteeing you not that often. More often than not, you're talking yourself out of some shit than you're listening to why and asking why. So give yourself that opportunity, too. That's something that's helped me tremendously, you know, dealing with the, the sexual assault trauma, the mother wound trauma, all of it, you know, and coming into godhood and really standing in that I am. You do have to outsource your labor. Whatever you can give over to somebody else to help you with, do it. When people offer you help, be receptive. That's the feminine. Yes. Receive it. When people pop up, it's for a reason. The law of synchronicity is everything. Just last night, didn't we have a bitch house meeting and I said I needed somebody who could do Facebook advertising for me? Did I not just say that last night? You did. <laughs> Definitely did. Today, baby, today it popped up. Today. <laughs> Oh, motherfucking today, okay? Speak those things as though they were. You know I say it all the time. Chanting changes yes. things. Use yes. the power of your voice and speak truth to power over yourself because actually the problem, and my empaths back me up here, the problem is the words you use with you. It's you. It's you. Right. You can do this. You've already done so much that... It's not even an issue except you keep chewing on it. Words are food, honey. Right. The words you play back that people have spoken to, those become thought forms that begin to make little manifestations in your life that you don't like. True. You have to chew on new food and feed yourself new thoughts willfully. Every week on Monday on Angry Divas fan page, we have affirmations. Pay attention to the affirmations and start to use them every day. Say the daily, the weekly affirmations. On Mondays, every week, you'll see it. Go check it out. There's one from yesterday. It's a new thing we're okay. starting for the new year. I want you guys to really begin to practice mindfulness work as you're processing this information. You really do have to because, you know, the energies that we've gone through and, and the planetary energies that are going on, all five of the visible planets are perfectly aligned right now. There's a whole lot of synchronistic shit that's going to be happening, and you have to be paying attention to it. And you can't if you're chewing on dead shit. No more chewing on dead flesh, right. honey. You need food that gives you life. You have to change what you eat in your mind. You have to. The thoughts you think about yourself. I want you to practice a, a technique called tapping. Okay. It's wonderful. You can take, uh, take, typically you take your middle finger, and I like to use my middle finger because it has its own pulse. All right? So I'll take okay. my middle finger, and I'll, I'll take right to my third eye, and I'll begin to do my, my mantra. Hey, let me go to the uh, Angry Diva fan page. Let's get the mantra up for Angry Diva. Everybody go to Angry Diva fan page right now. We're going to do a quick exercise, and we're going to get the <laughs> mantra for the week. <laughs> okay? And we're all going to do this quick tapping exercise. Okay, the daily affirmation for this week is God is the giver of desire. I want you to expand it and say, I am God, the giver of desire, and tap. Tap repetitively, I am God, the giver of desire. And tap that finger, tap, 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 just like that, tap, 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 tap. I am God, the giver of desire. I am God, the giver of desire. 
and begin to give yourself, give in to your own desires, to create something new, to believe in yourself, to lay aside the shit that's been said against you and to not associate with it anymore mentally. You have to make the choice to do it. I'm telling you, I've walked it. This is the key. You have to make a willful choice to think different thoughts and to chew on new food. That's the only way you're going to get up from here because you've already done a lot of the work. You and I have already talked about this. Right now, it's yes. you. You are in your way. Right. That's it. you got to get out of your way. Right. Right. Stand on up, boo-boo. Kick ass. <laughs> you know, like when I have some of these right. negative thoughts come back, when a negative committee starts chatting some of that old shit, I'm like, man, shut the fuck yes. up. I don't even know where you came from, but crawl right the fuck right. back in whatever hole you slithered out from, just like that. Talk to them things and send them away from right. you. Okay. They be talking to you, and you hear all that shit they saying. Talk to those thought yes. forms and send them away from you. Words are things. They are things. So you create some new things. And when them old things try to come back to you, send them away. Like, nah, fuck you. Get out of here. We're not even trying to hear you today. We don't have time for that. Right. Come up with your own thing. I'm just telling you what works for me, boo, and I'm telling you it works. Send that shit right, right. on. No, nope, we ain't got time for that today. Ain't no reason to be feeling this shit is old. Everything's fine. You know, like, there was right. one night, I'm getting ready to go to sleep, and I suddenly got this anxious feeling, right? I said, like, oh what's wrong? I said, ain't nothing wrong. I don't care what it is. Get the fuck out. Whatever this energy is. You got to go. Don't go and rest. No time for this shit. Nothing is wrong. And I don't care what the fuck is wrong with somebody else's world because it's not happening in mine. So get out. Right. I talk to it now and command it out of my fucking presence. Right. Be the giver of your desire. So practice the tapping. Definitely. Mm-hmm. You got to make your list. And you want to prioritize three things that you can knock out so it doesn't look like, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? I don't know. Oh, my goodness. You know, transitions are hard, too, sis. Transitions will have you fucked up. They will. You'll be judging yourself. Meanwhile, you're doing everything right. It's just a part of transition. I've gone through it a lot of times. And every single time, it's always the same crap. You revert to your fear. But as you grow, you begin to speak to your fears instead of letting them talk to you and talk over you and overpower you. Right. And that's the difference. That's what you're striving for. That's it right there especially with all this mother wound stuff because it was done to us as little girls, and that shit lasts with you. There are many things that we're not yes. doing right now because our mother said we couldn't or we shouldn't or whatever the hell or didn't encourage us in it or didn't give us no play with it so we felt like it wasn't important to us either. There are many, many things that are made manifest in our life. The entire world, all the problems in the world stem from the mother wound, which is why we insist on injuring women as a cultural to keep the women wounded because it's the women that create the children and broken women will break their children. Right. This is how they rose to power. This is how they keep their power. And if we want ours back, we're going to have to make different choices. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, well, I I agree. And I've I've got some work to do, but I thank you sisters so very much just for everything, just for this whole series. It's, It's so needed. Whether we realize it or not, it's so needed. I think I'm so glad you came. I love you. You know I love you. I'm proud of you. I love you too, I, sis. Thank you. If, if I could like take a picture of how I see you and have you look at it, 
you know, like that would just be so great. But then at the same time, it's really not about that because it, it, it never matters to us until it matters to us. You understand? Right. Like somebody could tell right. you you're I beautiful do. a million times, but until you look at yourself and say, I'm a bad bitch, none of that matters. Right. So you right. have to Absolutely. tell yourself. You have to tell yourself. You do. You have to see yourself for yourself. Right. This Thank is, you. wow, Thank this you has been something else. Thank you for coming and sharing with us, my diva Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Look at your no name, problem. girl. Look at your name. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Life is good. I want to say to Sister Cree, um, keep resting your voice. You need a lot of licorice tea. And um, I'm going to send you a, a care packet of gemstones because, child, I can't even believe your lack of gemstoning. This is just, like, wrong. <laughs> this is all kinds of wrong. <laughs> I'm going to send you a gemstone care packet. This is something I love to do. I've sending people gemstone care packages. Um, so I'm going to send you one, a little a little starter kit <laughs> for your gem work. My goodness. And Sister Denise, I know you're in our group. Um, and I know that you're dealing with parents who are toxic. Remember what I said, I think the best thing you can do is to get away, put some distance between you and them. Um, and absence really does make the heart grow fonder. Like, I ain't talked to my family in six years, and I remember all the little sweet things. Then I remember the fuck shit and why I stay away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> Just being real. Um, but I do remember all the little sweet things and the funny, you know? So absence makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> no problem. You needed that one, girl. Clear them lungs. <laughs> well, thank goodness. you, guys. Anyone have anything else they want to say before we brought it to a close? Just thank you. And, um, you know, I'm in the group, and so I'm really excited about it. And just thank you for for all you do. You're so welcome. I'm glad that you came in today and you shared what you did. And um, I hope what I said was helpful to you. And if you need any further help, you know, you can always contact us. We're in the group, and we'll be back in here next Tuesday as well to talk about the next arm of this. Um, let me tell you what we're talking about next Tuesday. We're talking about the you know what? We left off the, the forgiveness part, so we may need to start with that briefly next Okay, time. let's start with forgiveness next time. And next time I'll book it for an hour. Okay. 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 So um, we'll see y'all in here. Well, we're back in here tomorrow. So we're in here at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Mercury Returns Wednesday. Then we're in here for Throwback Thursday at 12 p.m. and Free as Fuck You Friday, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Blog Talk Radio. Oh, yes, baby. Friday is my favorite day of the week. (laughs) Favorite day. You all have a wonderful rest of your day, Taboo Tuesday, and uh, we'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace be unto you, everybody. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you, everybody. Bye, ladies. Bye-bye.